Yo, happy Pappy's Day, belatedly, Whiskey Sick Podcast, Seth Gecko, aka Moody Hank, I'm here with the triple champ, you can hear him banging on shit in the background, episode number 107, all up in your motherfucking ass, hit him with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up, bang, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up. All the bands, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Why don't you get up? Yeah. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 107 in your ass. I'm here live with the triple champ. You can hear him in the background over here. Um, it's been quiet, quiet as a motherfucker all day until I got on the cast. Now he wants to he wants to beat on his drums. Uh, beat these motherfucking nuts if you want to beat on something, young man. God damn. Literally. Doesn't do shit until he sees me get on cast. I see, yeah, it's you, little homie. He's all D-boyed up right now. He's got the D-boy onesie. He's got the D-boy sweatpants on. Uh, we, we, we raising young, future D-boy champs that, that are going to carry these D-boys uh, to, to heights never expected, never, never, never predicted, never before seen. Um, remember early in my Cowboy fandom, um, I thought the Cowboys never didn't win the goddamn suit. Never didn't win. Yeah, never didn't win. The goddamn Super Bowl. It was like we were winning the Super Bowl every damn year, and then and that that came quickly. Now it's almost 30 years later, and I haven't seen one since. So hopefully, uh, uh, the quadruple champ won't have to go through that in his lifetime. Uh, we got a grip to talk about. Um, the world is still falling apart. We went deep last episode. Uh, so homies hit me up, said they they enjoyed that shit. Good. We had to get deep last time for about 45 minutes. Of most of the podcast talking about everything, the transgressions of America. Um, we just had Juneteenth. Ho- hopefully, y'all y'all were on board with that shit. Um, I was thinking, man, we 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 had su- we had uh, Columbus Day for how long? And I'm Spanish, homies. I'm 50% Spanish. My 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 ancestors came from Spain. We raped and pillaged our way before white man came over and raped raped and pillaged their way across America. We did that shit. Um, that's where Mexicans came from. Us raping and pillaging Aztec Indians. Um, we, we, we did all sorts of ill-ass shit, and, and Christopher Columbus was at the head of all that shit. That motherfucker was on some uh, uh, foul shit, and we had Christopher Columbus Day. There's, there's Columbus, Ohio, there's, which they're trying, to, they're trying to, now that I mention it, they're trying to change Columbus, Ohio. They're trying to change the name of the whole fucking city. 
That's how much they're trying to get off this Christopher Columbus shit. They're trying to change it to Flavortown. I don't know if that was a joke, but that, that Guy Fieri shit, he's from Columbus. They're trying to change it to, to Flavortown instead of Columbus, Ohio. Fuck it. Do it. But we had that. We have all sorts of... We have, we have Valentine's Day. The fuck is that? Now, I know it's not no paid holiday or something. It's still on the fucking calendar, though. I still have to go and buy fucking shit that I don't... I, I, I shouldn't have to because somebody wanted to create Valentine's Day. But we can't get a motherfucking Juneteenth recognized. That shit's some real shit. 1865. If y'all don't know, in 1865. In 1862, I'm kicking some motherfucking knowledge at you, motherfucker. Sit the motherfucker down. Sit on Pappy's lap. Come here, youngster. Sit on Pappy's lap. Pappy Gecko's lap. In 1862, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Effectively ending slavery, which led to, you know, uh, uh, the Civil War because, well... The whole U.S. Con uh, economy, especially the uh, southern economy, was all based on slave. It was all based on, on slavery. It was all based on, on free labor, basically. And um, so the Emancipation Proclamation freed all slaves, but there was a war going on, so obviously many states didn't observe it. The last state to observe the Emancipation Proclamation was Texas, which was part of the southern states um, that was freed by the Union, but there was very little Union occupation at that time because Texas was way the fuck out there. It was very far south, very far west. Um, so there was very little Union uh, representation out there to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation. But in 1865, um, Texas finally um, outlawed slavery and acknowledged the Emancipation Proclamation. So that's where we get the holiday Juneteenth because technically, even though uh, 4th of July, technically Americans, white Americans uh, became free. Uh, 1865 was technically uh, African Americans at the time uh, were now free. Um, officially official, basically. Um, so that's where Juneteenth came from. I rock with that shit. You, you, you can't rock Columbus. Um, you know, you got George Washington on, on dollar bills. Is he a dollar bill? Jefferson's on what, uh, 20s or something? I don't even know. Fuck it. I, I don't, I, it shows you how little money I have. Uh, I don't know who the fuck's on the face of a bill. I haven't seen a bill in a long time. And the motherfuckers were slave owners. Uh, I, uh, you, if you guys haven't listened to I'll kick some little hip-hop knowledge to you. I'm all over the board right now, homies. I'm, I'm bouncing. Stay with me, y'all. Hey, triple champ. Tri quadruple champ. You got to chill out over there, son. You got to chill out, son. Uh, Run to Jewels 4 just came out. They got a track on there. Let me get the name of this fucking track. It's called Just. It's with Pharrell and, and, and Run to Jewels. Uh, shit is motherfucker. Is this shit funny to you, son? Daddy over here telling jokes, son? Anyways, Run to Jewels 4. A track called Just. Let me play this shit. This shit is like right on fucking point here. Um... It's just playing through my phone speaker, assholes. Don't be hitting me up saying, yo, yo, the fucking music was fucking whack, bro. The... I fucking know, dude. I'm just putting the phone up here. This shit. Oh yeah, and that was the homie from uh that was uh Zach Delaroca from uh uh Rage Against the Machines on there at the end of the year. He has a verse on that shit. 
Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. You got slave owners, big time slave owners. They didn't have one, two, three, four. They had dozens. They have in the 60s, 70s, 80s uh, slaves. So you have slave masters on your dollar bill. Now, now you, you, we, we won't get into Washington and all that. He did help found the country, but he was also a fucking slave owner. So uh, they, there you fucking go. Um, check out that Run the Jewels 4. I don't even know where the fuck I was going. Oh, yeah, Juneteenth. Um, so recognize that shit, homie. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start, you know, um, just not being racist yourself. Um, it's not gonna be enough anymore, man. You can't just be, well, I'm not racist, so that, that's that. Nah, nah, nah. You gotta call these other motherfuckers out that are. Um, you see NASCAR, we'll just do the NASCAR shit right now. NASCAR, this dude, uh, Bubba Watson, um, black man racing, uh, cars in, in the NASCAR circuit. Uh, you can imagine what the fuck this guy hears on a day you know uh the hillbilly ass uh uh the hills have eyes looking ass motherfuckers that follow nascar um then you know probably what this fucking man hears on a fucking daily basis he called for them to ban the confederate flag which you're thinking why the fuck would they have it flying everywhere anyways i mean they have that shit i think we got into this last week you you had the confederate flag flying next to the fucking american flag these dumb fucks don't even realize that's a complete oxymoron the, the confederate the confederate flag was a symbol of, of treason not only that, they were the losing fucking side, and they wanted to succeed from America, a.k.a. the Union. So you flying a flag that's called, that identifies you as a treasonous loser who wanted to get out of America, who wanted to be separate from America, but you're flying the American flag. You don't even know your own motherfucking history, you dumb fucks. So NASCAR came out, and finally they got rid of that fucking uh, Confederate flag. Um, and then now they, they, somebody, there was a race this weekend and somebody left a noose, um, in Bubba Watson's, uh, garage pit. And, and, and so you, you can see, you knew it wasn't going to go quietly. These motherfucking, uh, hillbilly ass motherfuckers weren't going to go quietly in the night. You knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, they were going to go home, fuck the sister a few times, uh, and, and, and try to come up with a plan, some little hateful bullshit that they could pull. Um, and, and so they did it. And, uh, they're saying now that the, these pits are closed. They did have fans, um, some limited fans that, that, that went to the event. They're saying that the, the pits were closed, absolutely closed. Because I used to go to drag races when I was a kid. Not NASCAR, straight down the track, straight line shit. And, uh, in between races, you can go and, and walk around and you can see the pit crews working on the cars and shit. They hand out stickers and all sorts of little, little shits, uh, patches and, and, and stuff like that. And you can meet all the drivers and some of the crew members and you watch them fix the car getting ready for the next race. Well, that's all, all closed off. So they're saying it, it's very unlikely that it was like a, a fan that did that shit. So somebody within NASCAR on another team, on his own team, fucking, uh, who knows who the fuck it was that's putting a noose in, in, in Bubba Watson's uh, little pit garage over there. So NASCAR's got, like, they, they literally got cut. If they lost all the racist motherfuckers that watch NASCAR, uh, there'd be six people watching NASCAR. Um, my dad loves NASCAR, so he's, he's one of the six because my pops wasn't no racist motherfucker. Uh, but he used to watch NASCAR. I used used to have to sit there and watch that shit that shit was boring as fuck that's why i hated nascar just because it was boring um but so they got to try to weed out all these racist people they're talking about we got to get rid of the bad eggs that you know at our fan base i hate to tell y'all motherfuckers you ain't gonna have a fan base um it, 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 ain't no very few non-racist motherfuckers giving a fuck about you no know, goddamn nascar homeboys um but they got some serious problems over there they're gonna uh, the fbi is involved because they're saying that you know putting a noose 
that's a threat. That's a death threat right there. You know, you're threatening to hang somebody. So I bet whoever whoever put that shit didn't think that shit too far through. And and there's got to be cameras all over that motherfucker. Somebody had to see. I don't know how you thought you were going to get away with that shit. Maybe you don't care that you got away with it. And that, that's another problem of itself. But anyways, NASCAR's fuck. Um... I mean, you went, you, you done fucked up now. You went and took the, that piece of cloth away, f- away from them fucking retards over there. You know they're going to have, they're going to fucking be raising stinks and shit. Um, so, anyways, there's that. Um, let's get into some fucking fight talk, man. Um, there's been some dope-ass fight this weekend. Was I going to say anything else? Let me, let me get my thoughts together here. Um... There's just been a lot of shit going on, man. Um, more shootings. Shit's just getting out of hand. I guess the Atlanta uh, PD um, decided to all call out sick or some shit like that. I, I could be wrong. I, ju- I just saw a couple articles. I only read a few paragraphs uh, while I was taking a dump this morning. Um, and uh, so there was no police. And, and, and there were protests all over Atlanta. And, and they had video of, of a bunch of dudes, young men, uh, toting fucking semi-automatic and automatic weapons. I don't know. They were fucking look like ARs and shit walking down the street and shooting at each other, going crazy. I mean, it was like war in, in the middle of Atlanta without any cops and shit. So uh, the idea of getting rid of cops, um, that's probably not a good one. Uh, that's probably not going to work. It didn't even work out for, for 24 hours. Um, so we're going to have to figure something else out. Uh, the problem with it is is when you don't organize these uh, uh, protests really diligently, you get motherfucking people who aren't a part of the cause that just want to use it to cause havoc and chaos and, 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 and to fuck up the narrative on the situation. You got gangbangers and shit who didn't give a fuck about that that are just going to go over there and cause trouble and make it look like everybody in protesting is shooting people and black people are shooting black people and all this shit and they're going to fuck it up. If you don't organize it and, and know who's actually participating and know these people and close it off to other people who aren't part of it this is the shit that's gonna happen and it's gonna be used against you in the media because that's all the fuck they want to do is create diversion that's all they want to create is panic people scared they want people to be afraid of other black people they want to be like see they're shooting themselves they're doing this and all that that's what they want you to do don't let them do it you motherfuckers gotta gotta know. Uh, you don't just get an email and, and see like uh, with, with a fucking rendezvous time and just show up. That's probably not a good idea. You don't know who's organizing these things. You don't know their intentions. You don't know the end game. What's the end game to all this protesting? You're drawing attention to the problem, but we need the solution now. Where's the solution? Where's the next step? We always get to this this place. We show the outrage, but we don't go anywhere after the outrage. So we're not outraged again. We all got to come together. We got to talk to each other. We can't be uh, uh, shit on people as soon as they, 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 they fucking give their opinion on something. Not every crime against a black person is just some racist shit. There's a lot of it. Absolutely. But it's not. It's deeper than that. We got into it last time. It's a lack of training. There needs to be a complete overhaul of the police nationwide they all need to be on the same book there shouldn't be a difference between going from uh, uh, portland oregon uh to fucking something idaho i don't i was thinking idaho i don't know what city boise boise idaho there shouldn't be any any change in 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 the philosophies and the tactics and anything in in, in the uh um qualifications to be to, to join them right now you go statewide each state is different the training is completely different the training is completely lax. There's nothing. There's no physical standards after you, after you do the, 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 the qualification in, in the hiring process. There's a whole lot of fucking problems going on here. So you need to be looking at how we can overhaul the whole system, the whole policing system. How we can get 
better people into those positions and quit trying to make it an all-inclusive thing so we don't look like we're leaving people out and not allowing people to pursue their dreams. No, 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 no. We need less cops. Better cops. That's what we need. We don't need to open it up to people who are just clearly not physically capable, capable or mentally capable of doing the job. If I can't call you a fucking pig to your motherfucking face without you getting pissed, trying to hit me, throwing me to the ground, or doing all that other shit, you can't be a cop. You ain't mentally strong enough. You put on that badge, you know motherfuckers are going to hate you. You got to be prepared for that. If somebody calling you a fucking pig... Uh, calling you a murderer, saying fuck you, is gonna hurt your motherfucking feelings out there? You ain't a fucking cop. You ain't built for this shit, dude. So the civil unrest is gonna fucking continue. But all you motherfuckers out there protesting and, and hooping, hooting and hollering, looting and rioting, all that bullshit, what's next? That's what we gotta get to. We gotta go, what's, what, what's fucking next? And I think you should be looking at the policing. I think you should be overhauling it. You should, you should be tightening that shit up. You should be getting them more fucking training. It should be longer than a three-month. Uh, here, it's a three-month. Maybe it's six months. It's around six-month um, academy. Six-month academy. You're like five days a week. It's like going to high school. It's like continuing education. It's like if you, you took a... a, a, a um, you went to a junior college after high school. They call it the 13th grade. This is the 13th motherfucking grade after you graduate high school. That's all it is. No, I, I don't know if they're doing anything about de-escalating, using, using your words to de-escalate shit, using, using uh, your presence, uh, building rapport, instant rapport with people when you're, converse, when you're conversing with them, paying attention to your, your, your posture and your body language to not be in a threatening manner. These kind of things. These are the things that need to be continued. Anyways, I'm not going to go into it again. If y'all heard last week, hopefully y'all heard last week. We went into it. But let's get into some motherfucking fight talk. Let me save this shit. Here we go. Here we go. So um, we just got done. Listen, I told y'all about this. I don't even want to. I fucking shouldn't even mention this shit. Cynthia Calvillo versus Jessica I main event was, was uh, as I said, going to be the worst main event in the history. That was clearly the worst matchup I've ever seen in any main event, uh, Bellator or otherwise. Even that motherfucking card that had Tito versus Chuck part uh, six uh, when they're both like 58 years old uh, just last year. Um, that was a better, I'd rather watch them two fight than Jessica I and, and Cynthia Calvillo um, ever again um, as predicted. Uh, and I know Dana White gets all butt hurt when people say the fucking main event was trash. It was. I know, yeah, homie doesn't like you shitting on, on his product, but you knew what the fuck you were doing when you put this goddamn fight together. Um, Carl Roberson versus Marvin Vittori, that was kind of like the main event for me. Uh, Marvin Vittori uh, whooped that motherfucking ass. Um, Carl Roberson, he, he dropped the fight like the day of, the night of uh, the, the, the fight, the last time they were going to fight last month. And then he showed up and he didn't make weight this time, I believe. Uh, and Mar Marvin Vittori was pissed off and, and he beat the dog shit out of Carl Roberson that's all that was, choked him out in the first round end of story um, and really Andre Philly got a big win Charles Jordan, that was probably fighter of the night um, Andre Philly tough, scrappy, long motherfucker um, cardio for days, gonna, always going to be a tough out, not quite championship material, not quite championship contending material either uh, I can't ever see him really getting a title fight especially not at 145 pounds I mean this is just some that, that fucking weight class is, is is fucking killer we'll get into Shane Burgos and, and Josh Hammett motherfuckers um, but so that that was the card that was the worst card of the year um, usually these cards with like not not huge names 
are, are, are usually some of the better ones, but that, that one was fucking trash. And then we had Blades versus Volkov. Um, never seen a real exciting Blades fight. He's knocked a few people out. Big names, too. He knocked out uh, Overeem. Um, he knocked out Dos Santos. Um, but other than that, he's just humping motherfuckers to glory. Uh, and, and this was just a boring-ass five-round Alexander Volkov getting taken down at will. I think this dude, Curtis Blade, set a record for, like, uh, 642 takedowns in, in, a, in a single fight. It, it was just that. And for the least amount of punches thrown while on top of taking advantage of those 642 fucking takedowns. Uh, he did nothing. Alexander Volkov showed a little bit, uh, some of his little baby bitties dropped, like, around the fourth round. and looked like he might get back into the fight, and then he just got taken down again. Um... I told y'all, I picked Shane Burgos, shot Josh Emmett to be the main event. I told y'all, this is the main event. I'm taking Shane Burgos. I told you this was going to be a fire-ass fight, and, and it was like fight at night. If that shit had happened in, in a Staples Center or in Vegas at the MGM Grand with, with people in attendance, that shit would have been off the fucking rails. Josh, uh, Shane Burgos and Josh Emmett, but what was cool about it being with no fans, you could hear the strikes that these two dudes were landing. The leg kicks from Shane Burgos were fucking nasty. Josh Emmett's right hand is fucking deadly. Um, Shane Burgos, they went back and forth. I had it a draw. I had given the first two rounds to Shane Burgos, and going into that third round, I said, Josh Emmett's going to need a, 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 a knockout. He's going to need a finish, which he was more than capable of doing. Or he's going to need a 10-8 round. And sure enough, he definitely came through with a 10-8 round. Um, the first round, you could have given that to Josh Emmett and, and the, the you know this decision that he won. Perfectly justified. I'm not saying it was a robbery by anything. I just gave the first round. I thought the leg kicks were more effective strike. Even though Josh Emmett did land big strikes, I thought the, the, the leg kicks were... Uh, there were too many leg kicks unchecked. They were they were nasty. Um, Shane landed some some big bombs, too, of his, uh, of his own. I just gave the edge to, to Shane Burgos. So I had it 2-0. And then 10-8 round made it a draw for me. Shane Burgos. He's a motherfucker. But he's got defense deficiencies. You have to defend your opponent's biggest weapon. And the biggest weapon Josh Emmett has is that overhand right that he was landing time and time again. Uh, and... and Shane Burgos just refused, refused to block it, refused to keep his, his left hand up, his lead hand up, refused to slip it, refused to use. Usually Shane Burgos in the, in the fight where he lost this fight, he, he's switching stances, he's, he, he's striking going backwards. He did a little bit of that. He likes to switch into the southpaw stance to catch you coming in with, with, with a, now a lead hook. Um, and he dances more, he, he, he slips and rips a lot more. He did it on uh, some occasions, but he, did, he wasn't, the footwork wasn't there that normally is. He, wasn't, he had no answer for that right hand. It's like he was content with just taking it on the chin. And, and he did. He ate bomb after bomb after bomb, but after a while you're like, he's not going to be able to keep taking those. He's got to do something about that right hand. He's got to keep his hand up. Um, and sure enough, he got caught. He got sat down twice in that round. Um, he was out on. He, he was wobbly on, uh, at another point. So a clear 10-8 round. Um, he had no, and, and that gave the fight away. Um, it's hard to give somebody a fight when the last round, the last thing the judges remember, is, is Shane Burgos being you know wobbly on his feet and then sat down twice with a right hand that was landing all night. Um, so I can't argue with the, uh, w with it, but I, I did have a draw technically. If I was a judge, I would have had it a draw, um, but. Um, very close fight, very competitive fight. You could watch them motherfuckers fight all the time. Josh Emmett is a motherfucker. If you saw this fight, Shane Burgos looked like a, a, a whole fucking weight class. He looked like a 155er fighting a 135er. I mean, it, 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 he's longer. 
He's, he's taller. He's way wider. But God damn, Josh Emmett blew his knee out in the first fucking round. And, and then kept getting his leg kicked. He got that same leg that just kept getting kicked and kicked and kicked. And he just kept coming forward. He kept pushing forward with heavy bombs. His power didn't wane at all as the fight went on. He just, it, it was like, his gas tank was endless. He just kept throwing bomb after bomb after bomb, chipping away, chipping away. And, and, and like he knew eventually he's going he's gonna to do it. And Shane Burgos just didn't land that strike against Josh Emmett. He needed a strike that sat Josh Emmett down to, to kind of switch the tide um, to really take charge of the fight. And he could never land that one strike. Um, he landed some big strikes. His most effective was, was the calf kick, the inside low kick. Um, his jab was really effective. He looked great, but he just didn't. He had one defensive deficiency um, that I, I don't know. They, I don't remember hearing the, the, the corners if they were trying to address it, if they were telling him, keep your fucking left hand up, my man. Slip it, rip it, roll, roll. He usually, after your punches, you got to roll. Um, roll the, roll uh, past that overhand right, you know. Sit down on it, you know, counter it, um, and, and there was no no answer for it. But a great fucking fight. It's it's not a loss really for either one of those fighters had they lost that fight. That fight was so good, and they're such top notch. Shane Burgos could easily be contending for a title at some point. Josh Emmett for sure will. Um, who knows who he fights next? Maybe he fights. Uh, I kept saying I kept saying Cody Garbrandt, but Cody Garbrandt ain't 145. He's at 135. I forgot that he went down. I'm pretty sure he went down. Um, you could give him. I don't know who the fuck. Let's let's go 145 pound division. Let's Google this shit. Let's draw this shit up right now. Um, 100 UFC. 145 rankings. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, a Brian Ortega. A Brian Ortega. That would be a good fight. Um, Cub Swanson's up there in the top five. Oh no. That's that's wrong. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, you can have you can have him fight the Korean zombie. That's a fucking hell of a match right there. Uh, Zabit, Josh Emmett versus Zabit is a motherfucker. Uh, Cater, Calvin Cater. Maybe have him fight Calvin Cater. If Cater gets by uh, Dan Ige, which I think Dan Ige was that that was announced. Dan Ige versus Calvin Cater. Uh, main event, uh, Dan Ige just beat uh, Edson Barbosa um, at uh, Edson Barbosa's 145-pound um, uh, debut. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, you know, Josh Emmett was ranked number 10. I don't think he'll be ranked number 10 for much longer. Uh, this was, uh, you know, a good fight for him. Shane Burgos, you can have him fight. Give him, give him Yair Rodriguez. Give Shane Burgos Yair Rodriguez or, or Zabit too. One of those two. Whoever you don't give Josh Emmett, give him to Shane Burgos. Get these dudes right back in there. Get them in the mix here, man. Um, I can tell you um, I'm not really excited about um, they announced Volkanovski versus Holloway 2. Um, not really. Uh, don't really want to see part two. I thought Volkanovski uh, pretty much beat that ass and then just kind of coasted to the victory in the fifth round, which gave you know uh, the appearance that the fight was a little bit closer. But I had it four rounds to one. Um, but I guess uh, you know, fuck it. If I watched, you know, I, I even watched the Randy Couture porn <laughs> a, a couple times. So I guess I could watch uh, Volkanovski versus um, versus Max Holloway a second time. Saw, you know, Randy Couture busting that filthy-ass nut on his uh, iPhone a couple times. So I guess I can, I can watch this shit a second time. Uh, Raquel Pennington, 
uh, versus Marion Renault. Actually, kind of an uh, kind of a, a decent fight. Raquel Pennington actually showed um, a lot more aggression. Uh, Marion Renault's a, a tough little out, and, and that was a good little fight. Raquel Pennington got the win. Um, not going to be challenged, you know, challenging for any titles at probably ever again. Bilal Muhammad versus Lyman, good. That was a hell of a fucking fight. That was a hell of a scrap right there. Bilal Muhammad got that dub. Um, Lyman, good. Made it close, though, in that last round. You know, he had Bilal Muhammad hurt. Real hurt. I think Bilal Muhammad, this motherfucker got to be like, I think he's undefeated. I think this homie Bilal Muhammad is undefeated. Let's see. Seventeen and three, but I think he might be undefeated in the UFC. I think he might be. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at all these dubs. Maybe he lost one fight. Yeah, he lost one fight. He he lost to Neil. He lost one fight. So I mean, he's a he's a motherfucker. Um, I think that was a decision that he lost. So uh, good, good good fight there. Um, God damn it! Just closed all that shit. Um, what else do we got next? We got, they, they announced Whitaker versus Darren Till. That's a hell of a motherfucking fight. That shit's gonna be, be pretty fucking dope. Cater versus Ige, they, they announced. Um, I was thinking the other day, man, I was thinking, um, what's up? They, cause they were saying Anderson Silva still, ha still has, at 43 years old, Anderson Silva still has two fights on his contract. Two fucking fights. And so they were like, who, who makes sense for him to fight? Give him Weidman. Give him, give him Weidman. You know Chris Weidman still wants to fight. He went up to 205 and got his ass motherfucking kicked right back down to 185. Um, give, give him Chris Weidman. Let him re, get, let's see what happened. Anderson Silva's whole legacy and career would be so much different had he not pussyfooted around in that first fight against Chris Weidman. He would have won that fight. There would have never been no rematch. Chris Weidman probably never would have been a champ. And, and their careers would have been way different. Um, you know, Chris Wadman would have been exposed way early. His striking has never been good. Um, you saw that with the Rockhole fight. And as soon as he got taken down to the ground, he had no game off of his back. And it was all downhill after, after he lost to Rockhole. But if, if, you get, if you get that fight back, Anderson Silva at 185, you know, forced him to actually train and, and, and be in shape to make 185 versus Chris Wadman making 185 again. I would take that fucking fight. That would be for sure, for sure. Um... And what else do we have? We had Jim Miller also that was on that card. He got a big win against Roosevelt Roberts. Um, Tito Ortiz, this motherfucker's in the news again. Uh, he just announced that he's finally fucking retiring. And he's going to become a fucking cop. The homie's going to be a cop. He says, hey, more power to him. He says he's going to, you know, he's going to join the force. I don't know where. Um, he's from Huntington, Huntington Beach, bad boy. Um, Huntington's, you know, real safe, you know, high-end, you know, place. I'd, I'd, I'd say take your ass up north on the 405 or the 5 freeway and take your ass up to L.A. If you want to really want to get up into, into some shit, take your ass to Santa Ana. Um, if you really want to get your ass into some shit, bring your ass on down to Dago. We got some shit for you to do down here. Trust me on that one. Um, but Tito Ortiz saying finally he's going to hang up the gloves, which he should have done probably a decade ago. Um, but he was he was one of the baddest motherfuckers when he when he was when he was uh, first when the UFC was still young. I mean, you got to remember this dude was fighting in the, in like the UFC twenties, maybe even the teens, and he's still fighting now. How crazy is that? Headlining shit, um, beating beating uh, 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 Shamrock Frank Shamrock. To win the title, pounding him out at the very end, man. That 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 that's some shit. So now Tito Ortiz is gonna become a cop. 
Um, you know, hopefully, you know, he said he's going to be a good cop. He wants to, his point is to go in there and get rid of all the bad cops. I don't know how the fuck he plans to do that. This shit ain't a fucking movie, Tito. Um, you don't just get to go in there and, and wrangle everybody up and throw them out. There's things called uh, HR, human resources. You can't just fire people nowadays. Um, and, and there's this real, real brotherhood of, of, of cops, if you, which is part of the problem of everything we're having here. People, you know, cops not calling out other cops, good cops not calling out bad cops and so forth. Um, it's going to be hard to just walk in there. And, and just have your way with the police department. It's, there's hierarchy. Uh, you're coming in as a, as a fucking foot soldier. You ain't coming in as a motherfucking general, Tito Ortiz. Uh, you're going to have to put in a lot of work. Um, but, you know, the intentions are there, Tito. Uh, good luck with that shit. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of changes. A lot of people, hey, put your money where your mouth is. We're saying, you know, uh, there needs to be more integration. There needs to be more uh, uh, diversity in, in the police forces. We need more black people to want to be cops to go through the process to get hired more legislation that we need to go like i was saying last week we need like a rooney rule for cops you should be hiring black people especially if you're policing predominantly black neighborhoods you would probably want people that look like those people that they're policing to go in there and, and, and make some good connections with the people of the community um that's what tito's gonna try to do so good for tito man um there's no doubt he could be a cop um, Tito's always been a cool dude. I, I like Tito Ortiz a lot. I talk a lot of shit now because he's just, you know, he's, he, he shouldn't be fighting. He shouldn't be fighting. He, Chuck, he was going to fight Chuck Liddell a uh, hundred times if it took him a hundred, the hundredth time he was going to actually beat him because of what Chuck and their primes used to do to him. Um, they fought twice. They fight three. This was, that was the third time. They fought twice in their primes and got, and Tito got his ass fucking blicked up, uh, uh, razor bladed up, just, 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 just eating alive. He got his ass ate. Diaper change, Amazon position, position, whichever one you prefer. Um, that's, that's what Tito was going in. Um, big card coming up, though. This Saturday is going to be a motherfucker. I'm going to tell you that shit right here, right now. We got uh, Poirier, Dustin Poirier. I don't think he's fought since his title shot. So it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. I think he had some injuries. He's fighting Dan Hooker, who just came off of a win against Paul Felder. I thought Paul Felder edged that shit, but that shit was so close uh, in their last fight a couple months ago. Um, but Dan Hooker's a tough dude. Um, this is going to be a hell of a... Finally, a dope main card. Yo! Quadruple champ! What's going on over there, son? Running amok, this dude. This dude, this, this cat is ripped. He, he's... He's, uh, he's mean mugging me right now. It's like he, he's threatening me right now. Um, this, this kid is, is, you know, 17 months old and barely weighs 20 goddamn pounds. We're going to have to go into that 125-pound division. It's going to be 125, 135, and 145. Oh, fuck it, 155. That's how we're going to have to get that quadruple champ shit. Um, but anyways, back to the matter at hand. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. I'm not quite sold on Dan Hooker. I think his style, you know, he's got real strong uh, kickboxing, but he's real, real flat-footed. Not a lot of head movement, not a lot of movement, period. Not a lot of footwork, heavy hands, low hands. Um, he's got power. He can put them together. Uh, but, man, there's something about him that I'm not quite buying. Um, and Dustin Poirier, he's tested. You know, he, he just beat Dust uh, before he lost to Khabib. Um, he had Khabib in that tight, tight guillotine in, like, the third round, second or third round. And, and that, that shit was fucking close. But, I mean, you saw what he did to Max Holloway. You saw what Dustin Poirier did to Max Everybody thought Max Holloway was like the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Um, there, how was he going to, he, he picked him apart, especially in those early rounds. 
hitting them with big, big, big fucking punches. Um, we got, uh, you know, and, and Dan Hooker, he's tough. I think his last loss, I think he, he got, his last loss was Edson Barbosa. He got smoked by Edson Barbosa. But that's no shame in that. I know Edson loses a lot, but that dude's a motherfucker. Um, and, and Jason Knight, who's actually now in, in, in bare knuckle fighting. Um, but Jason Knight was a, was a tough, scrappy dude at 145 pounds. And that was, that was, yo, homie, simmer down over there, son. Um, you know, Jason Knight was, was a tough fighter, and that was young in, the, uh, in, in Dan Hooker's career. So I'm, I'm taking Dustin Poirier, though. I think he's got the power. Um, I think he's got a little more power. He's, he, he, he's, he's a big 155 pounds. So it's kind of Dan Hooker, but I just think Dustin Poirier, he, he's fought the best talent, man. He's, he's been in there against everybody, now including Khabib. After fighting Khabib, fighting Dan Hooker ain't shit to a motherfucker who's been in there with Khabib. So I, I, I'm going to take Dustin Poirier. He needs to get back on there. I want to see I want to see Dustin Poirier. If he comes out and stamps this dude, uh, Dan Hooker, comes out here and puts a stamp on him, we've we got to give him Conor McGregor. Give him that fucking rematch, 155. Get him on Fight Island. Shut Conor McGregor the fuck up. He ain't going to just jump into some title shot or anything like that. Give him Dustin Poirier. That's a hell of a fight. That's a hell of a main event. That shit, you know, pay-per-view. If you want to keep doing these pay-per-views, that's the one to do. Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall is the co-main. Mike Perry's on some... I follow him on Instagram. That dude is on some weird shit. I don't know where this dude's mental is. You know, he broke up with his old lady, his, his wife... And then he went and got himself uh, some some young thing, some super young thing, some 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 uh, Jeffrey Epstein looking. I'm just gonna say, you know, I ain't saying, but I'm kind of saying. Uh, and he's rolling around. He he doesn't really tra train at a specific gym anymore. He doesn't have any coaches. He's like training himself. His 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 girl, this young this young new girlfriend, is like holding pads for him now. And he's talking about she's the queen and he's, he's doing everything in his life for her and shit. I don't know. His mind is just fucking gone. After that ass whooping he took in his last fight, uh, remember where, where he got his nose completely shattered? I, I, I don't know what's going to go on with him. Uh, Mickey Gall's a tough... He's sleeping on Mickey Gall. He's a tough, scrappy dude. Everybody, you know, affiliates Mickey Gall with, with, with CM Punk. CM Punk had no business being in there with, with Mickey Gall just because of Mickey Gall's straight grappling. Uh, Mickey Gall doesn't have very good stand-up at all, um, but his, his, his grappling is, is, is bar none. Even though he got his ass beat by Diego Sanchez, Diego Sanchez mauled him up from the top position. This is a tough fight. I think Mickey Gall goes in there and gets a takedown. He easily dominates Mike Perry, so I'm going to go with that. If you can dictate where the fight's going to be, like Mike, like Mickey Gall can, oh, uh, you know, a, a wrestler, grappler over a, a striker who likes to throw wild punches and probably gonna walk into a few takedowns. Mickey Gall's gonna win that fucking fight. Ian Heinich uh, versus Bra Brandon uh, uh, Brendan Allen. Uh, Heinich is a bad motherfucker. I'm gonna take him. Gian Vellante's been around. Maurice Green. I'll take Maurice Green on that. Aspen Ladd versus Sarah McMahon. Sarah McMahon should have never lost back in the day. An uh, 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 Olympic wrestler like her lost to Ronda Rousey the way she did. Uh, that was just a not. She, that was a no show. No, no called no show, on Sarah McMahon's part. Um, you know, three day suspension from HR type shit. You didn't show up without calling in. Um, uh, I'll take Aspen Ladd just because. Um, I'll just take that just because Sarah McMahon. I don't know what you know where her heart is, but there you go. There, there, there's the fight you got. You uh, and then after that, it's UFC 251. That one's a motherfucker. I'll be back on here before UFC 251. I can promise you that. There's three title fights on that shit. Usman versus uh, 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 the, 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 who, who the fuck is Usman fighting? Uh, the dude with the with the American name that, that that's not from. Uh, he just fought. 
just beat Tyron Woodley. Um, why the fuck can't I think of this man? Man's fucking Burns, Gilbert Burns. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. God damn, He's fighting Gilbert Burns. So we'll get into that. There's a couple more uh, on that shit. Moving right the fuck along. Quadruple champ over here raising a fucking stink over there, little man. Um, what else do we got? We got the NBA. So the NBA, if you don't know, is already trying. They're trying to come back. They're trying to go come back at the end of July. So still about a month away. Trying to do this, uh, uh, you know, 22 teams um, being invited to, to Disney World. They're going to stay in a little bubble and they're going to play out the eight games. They're going to have an eight game regular season, which doesn't leave my Pelicans very much hope to get in being three and a half out. We were three and a half out. So here's how bad my Pelicans got fucked. Wyatt, simmer, dude. Gotta calm down, youngster. Good lord. Um, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> uh, so they're, they're, oh yeah, my Pelicans had just faced the, the hardest uh, schedule in the league. And we're now, in their last 20 games, going to have the easiest schedule in the league. Now that's all out the window. 20 games left, three, uh, with the easiest schedule, only three and a half back, we were easily going to make the playoffs. Now we're going to play uh, all playoff team schedule and only have eight games to make up three and a half games. Probably not looking good for my fucking Pelicans. But you're having a 22-team show up, and then you're going to have you know a 16-team basic tournament. I don't know if they're going to just do one through 16, like a, like a sweet 16 tournament, uh, you know, NCAA style. Um, but all sorts of motherfuckers have opened up their states, and now all sorts of numbers are climbing with the with the with the uh, coronavirus. Shit's starting to skyrocket, so people are getting scared again, and shit might get shut down. On top of that, um, you got Kyrie over uh, Kyrie Irving over here, Mr. Flat Earth himself over here, fucking cock blocking all these motherfuckers, cock blocking the NBA players, all the NBA players. This dude's over here talking about. As soon as he found out, this dude, as soon as he found out that he wouldn't be able to go to, to, to Orlando and watch his team since he wouldn't be playing, since he's out for the year, he had season-ending surgery, so he's not even going to be playing anyways. His team is currently in the A seed. He wanted to go and cheer him on. They said, you can't go. You're not, you're not essential to this process now since you're not playing. We don't need an extra body in here that can you know contract the virus. After that moment, he decided he was going to go on a rampage to try to end, end the NBA season. He's using the guise of, and I'm sure he actually does care. I'm not saying he's just using, you know, the, 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 the racial tones of society right now to try to get what he wants, uh, to be a biggity little bitch. Um, that's kind of what he's doing, but whatever. Uh, you know, he has his opinion, and, and I'm sure the, the, the topic is near and dear to his heart. Um, but he's also, um, He's also talking about, you know, the coronavirus and throwing it out there and all this shit. And he, he's basically, um, he's just trying to usurp uh, LeBron James, who he's always been jealous of. He doesn't want this shit going on. He's talking about if, um, if the NBA plays, if they plays their season, it's going to take away from everything that's going on uh, politically and racially in, in, in the United States. That you're going to take, people are just going to be dumb and stare at a TV uh, nonstop while the NBA is going on. I think the games are only like two and a half to three hours at a time, but somehow that two and a half, three hours was going to, you know, make all the corrections. And the season's only going to be uh, 68 days. After 68 days, all but four teams will be home, away from this bubble. So in 68 days, he's saying that in 68 days of basketball, is going to take away all the attention 
from everything that's going on in the country with, with Black Lives Matter and with, with everything that's going on with the police and shit like that in 68 days. Like, in 68 days, he can come up with a better plan of how he's going to solve. Like, in 68 days, he's going to find a way to solve everything that's going on. It's been 400 years, but in 68 days, this motherfucker's going to figure it out somehow. Never, never, never said anything about any initiative. There's no agenda set. There's no uh, game plan. There's no blueprint. Uh, of actual actions to be taken um, by Kyrie Irving in these 68 days that are going to lead to these monumental changes that he thinks uh, will be nullified by them playing the NFL, I mean, in the NBA. Basically, what he's saying is, you know, it, it, the biggest platform they could possibly have, the platform that gave him any kind of platform to begin with, um, will somehow, using that, the greatest platform they could possibly have is going to take away uh, uh, from... Uh, uh, the movement that's going on right now. That makes completely and utter no sense. Adam Silver, who's, who's widely recognized as one of the best commissioners in, in... He's the best commissioner in sports right now, has already said he's on board with integrating... 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 The Black Lives Movement into, into the NBA season. I mean, think about what you could have here. You could have Black Lives Matter on the uniforms. You could have it on the courts. You could have it on the pre-show. You could have it on the halftime show. You could have it in the commercials. It's the biggest. And if you really think it's gonna get the NBA is going to get all this attention, then all these things would mean that all the attention is going to be on Black Lives Matter. It's the biggest possible platform. You're talking about not using the biggest possible platform you could possibly have, the platform that gave you a platform, is somehow going to take away from the attention. Like you have a like your your Instagram followers is a bigger platform, Kyrie? Like the 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 you know 100 mil or I don't even know. Does he have a million followers? I wouldn't even know if he has a million followers. Like all of a sudden, you know, those million followers is a bigger platform than the fucking NBA. I mean, they'd have to play like three games a night just to get it going on and if you had Black Lives Matter integrate it into the the actual broadcasts and everything into the uniforms, into the floor, into you know, into the the programming that surrounds it. You think, you think you going off and, and, and taking these hundred or so odd players and not having a season is somehow going to take away from that? That's fucking stupid. That's completely fucking stupid. You have the greatest tool you could possibly have with the NBA, and you're talking about not using it. Like, that, that somehow using the biggest tool you could possibly have is going to take away from the momentum that you have. And I haven't heard nothing actionable from this man. And you got to remember, 90% of the NBA isn't making this shit. They're barely on teams. They're getting 10-day uh, contracts. They're, they're, they're scraping by. They need every single game check they can get. They're not making tens, hundreds of millions of dollars like this dude is, sitting co comfy in their house. Uh, they're not working. They need to pay their bills. They need to put f uh, food on their family's you, you know, tables. You know, If 100 of, of, of the wealthiest players in the league want to sit out, then that's what you can do. But the rest of the league, they need to fucking make some wages. They need to make some fucking paper here. And, and, and this dude, Kyrie, as soon as he realized he wasn't going to be allowed to be, be able to go to this bubble and, and partake, he, he started taking his ball and going home. And he started coming up with all these little you know, uh, uh, you know, virtuous uh, reasons as to why he was doing that. And then you got morons uh, like, like, like uh, uh, Dwight Howard, um, a, a guy who's clearly shown 100,000 times he has absolutely no heart. Uh, the dude is just, and I don't mean hard as in like soulless, I mean hard as in like get knocked down, get back up type of heart, like Rocky type of heart. He don't got any of that. This dude is the biggest waste of talent in the history of the NBA. Always has been. Quitter. Straight up quitter. You got this guy. These are the two guys that are leading your motherfucking movement. 
I don't know about that. I, I would think that using the NBA, at, you know, to your, your your advantage would be the biggest possible thing you could possibly uh, do to raise awareness, more awareness. And furthermore, Kyrie, show me some motherfucking actionables. What is your motherfucking game plan? Okay, everybody in NBA decides, decides we're going to follow Kyrie. We're not going to play football. We're not going to play basketball. Now what? Now what do we do, Kyrie? Do we just sit around at home all day and just tweet? Just, just, just repost videos of, pol of police brutality. Is that where we're gonna go? Because I haven't seen anything suggested by you. I I've actually this here on this podca uh, podcast have come up with more, uh, 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 more solutions, more actionable plans that we can put into place than you fucking have. Just in the, in this episode alone, I haven't heard shit about police reform. I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't heard anything about actually organizing real real organized protests. I haven't heard any of that. I haven't heard you come up with any actionables that you're, you're willing to come, that, that are going to, anything that you can actually measure as successful in these next 68 days that the NBA would actually be playing. You're not going to end uh, uh, racial tension and, and, and racial discrimination in 68 days. It hasn't been done in 400 years. In 68 days, there's nothing you're going to do that is going to usurp what the NBA and that logo could possibly do to bring attention to the problem. Period. You're at your motherfucking mind. And he thinks the motherfucking earth is flat. This motherfucker was on TV talking about the motherfucking earth is flat. And I know that's some Eddie Bravo shit, but that... Listen. You believe that shit? You believe every picture taken of the, uh, of the earth from space is, is CGI effects? You're an idiot. If you believe space doesn't exist, you're just a fucking idiot. That's it. There's no. There's nothing to be seen. You heard. You heard the quadruple champ over here. He's giggling. He's like the Earth is flat. Motherfuckers, 17 months old, and knows the motherfucking Earth ain't flat. Are you gonna follow that dude? I don't know. Good luck with that shit. I'd play the NBA season if I could. If this COVID shit, you know, goes crazy and, and they have to shut it down because you know Florida was one of the first to open up, and, and probably everybody opened up too too soon when they should have just shut everything down the first fucking week, the first two weeks. They shut that shit down for two to three weeks. Nobody goes anywhere. We'd be done with this. We'd all be fucking uh, 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 tailgating and, and, and acting fools in parking lots and, and, and loving sports again. But we couldn't do that. So now here we are having to fight two, second and third waves and all this bullshit. And who even knows if they're fucking real to begin with? I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Nobody does. You hear one thing and then you turn around and hit the next, uh, next station and you hear another fucking thing that completely contradicts everything you heard yesterday. Who fuck knows what's going on? But Kyrie, that ain't it, dude. That, that ain't fucking it. Speaking of coronavirus, uh, 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 Zeke. Zeke Elliott, my Zeke Elliott, he tested positive for being a complete dumbass. He's got the coronavirus, no shit. I'm sure Dak's probably one of the people that they didn't name. The motherfuckers were having them parties and shit. Uh, talking about they need uh, 15 sides of mashed potatoes and macaroni for less than 10 people. My dying ass. We need six, we need six uh, full turkeys for, for 10 people. Um, these motherfuckers were, were, were laughing in the face of the, of the quarantine. They were all practicing together. They were having, throwing parties and shit. And now Zeke, at least, has been confirmed with having the coronavirus. He's a young, healthy young man. He's going to be fine. But still, you don't want, if, you, if you can avoid it, why would you want to even take the chance of getting that shit? So you can see young, healthy motherfuckers can get this shit. You don't want to risk what could happen when you get the shit. You know what I mean? At least early in the stages. Now we're, we're a few months removed, but this motherfucker, you know, tested positive. So who knows when he actually got it. But 
Um, you know, the NFL's in some shit. You know, they, they, who knows if they're going to be able to go this season. And they're talking about, you know, the second wave hitting. And you know the panic is going to happen again in the fall when it's flu season and the shit hits the fan. So I, I can see the NFL starting their season. I don't know how the fuck they're going to finish it. I think, you know, they're going to be scared out of not finishing the season. So I don't have much hope for this year. And, of course, this is going to be the year that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl. No doubt, 100%. Chalk up number six to my homies. And, of course... You know, uh, 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 there has to be this giant global conspiracy of the coronavirus. Started in Wuhan, China. The NFL planted that motherfucking virus in Wuhan to make it look like it started on the other side of the fucking world. And it slowly crept over here just to keep my motherfucking D-boys from winning their sixth world title. That's the lengths to which the NFL doesn't want to see my D-boys shine. They started a fucking pandemic. It took a fucking pandemic to stop my Pelicans from winning the NBA title and to stop my motherfucking D-Boys from winning their sixth. And they're going to do it. Watch. The season after week seven, eight, nine, they're going to stop the fucking season. My D-Boys are going to be seven, eight, nine, and oh, rolling. And they're going to stop the season. Another pandemic outbreak. That's what's going to stop my Cowboys. This has been all the wool pulled over your motherfucking eyes by the NFL. This has been Roger Goodell's master plan since he saw how dope we were last year, but we were just under the tutelage of a complete dumb fuck in Jason Garrett. He saw us finally shed the dead weight of Jason Garrett. Saw us spread our motherfucking wings, and he said, Nope, I'm clipping them motherfuckers. Nope. Send them motherfuckers to Wuhan. That's what that dude did. And here we are. So you got Roger Goodell, you got the NFL to thank for that shit. All that conspiracy just to keep my D-boys from winning. Uh, prove me wrong. That's all I can say about that. Um, what else do we got? Um, no, that's, that's basically it, man. I've been talking for a minute. Um, you know, uh, the, the quadruple jamp over here, a.k.a. Juju Beans. A.k.a. that little motherfucker. He, he, you, you hear him in the background yipping and yapping. Um, we're going to have to go hit some pads right now. Um, oh, yeah, one last thing. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. I've been on here. I, I, you know, I, I fucking own my shit. You like what you like, homies. You like what the fuck you like. I, I fucks with Vanderpump Rules. News, the, the last season just ended. And, 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 and then you find out that, you know, a shit ton of the cast members are, are, are fucking racist idiots. So now my Vanderpump Rules has been ruined because, you know, these two girls, Stassi and Kristen, uh, two of the, the founding members of the, uh, of the Vanderpump Rules shit, uh, did some stupid fucking shit, some evil fucking shit. Uh, these dumb bitches called the cops on a black female that they didn't like, saying that she looked like somebody who was wanted for robberies in the area. Um, knowing goddamn well, that's like that Karen bitch in, in, in that in Central Park who tried to call the cops on the man who on the black man who tried to have uh, who just simply asked her to put her dog on a fucking leash. Knowing she basically weaponized police department, knowing the racial tensions that were going on at the time between the police and cops, and how uh, you know uh, interactions between black men and the police go. And so did these two dumb bitches. They they weaponized the police. Not really even knowing what the fuck. They're so goddamn stupid. They probably didn't even think it through to realize how stupid an act they were fucking committing trying to, to, to 
you know, have the police run up. That's like that's like those fucking morons that are on like Twitch and, and, and shit playing uh, Call of Duty and, and, and it's called swatting. They swat each other. They call SWAT teams over to people's houses, say that they saw a bunch of people with guns and, and drugs and all this shit. And in the middle of them playing games, they get literally the fucking SWAT team burst in through the fucking ceiling with rappel ropes and shit and, and, and ram your door down and shit. And it's just some fucking kid sitting in his dirty fucking Smurf underwear, his dirty fucking chonies, streaked up, uh, uh, chilling, eating some Cheetos. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, they're shooting beanbags and, and, and all sorts of shit. That's what the fuck... Um, that's basically what these chicks are doing. They're swatting this this young lady. They're they're calling the cops to her house, saying she she fits the description of, of somebody who has been completely, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing robberies in the area. That's that's fucking crazy. And you got these two other jabronis who are new on the show this this year. I know I'm talking about Vanderpump Rules. That's where that's what the fuck it is. I'm sorry. Listen, these two other motherfuckers, these new dudes, this Max and this other cat. Um, they they were they you know. 2013, early in the year, they, they, they dropping N-bombs on their Twitter and shit. How fucking dumb do you gotta be? First of all, to use the word, then to put it on fucking in the ether of the internet that's never gonna go away? You don't think that shit's gonna come back to haunt you? That's some fucking stupidity at its motherfucking finest. So four members, gone. From Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules will never be the same again. I don't know where I go from this. Um, I thought they were going to start filming a new season. I was going to look forward to that, but I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be the same. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find, hopefully they start a, you know, a Real Housewives of Dago Bitch, California. That's what I'm going to start. I'm going to try, you know, casting the Real Housewives of Dago Bitch, California. That's where we're going to have to go if we're going to replace Vanderpump Rules. Uh, what, what, what's that homie's name? Um, what's my homie's name over there at, at, at Bravo? Andy Cohen? Holla at your boy. Real Housewives, let me help you pick the, 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 uh, uh, the cast. Uh, we'll, we'll get this on and popping. We'll put it in the slot from Vanderpump Rules. These motherfuckers over here acting like these dumb little white bitches acting like fucking fools, complete nincompoops. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get this shit together. I, I, I'll get you a, a, a fucking diverse cast here in Dago Bitch, California. We'll have every shade of the motherfucking rainbow covered on this shit. Trust me on that shit. Bad Bettys. You ain't seen Bettys unless you've been to fucking Dago Bitch, California. Bad Bettys, homeboys. Trust me on that shit. Get all you motherfuckers watching. Y'all hating right now. Y'all talking shit right now. You wouldn't be then. Andy Cohen, holler at your motherfucking boy. I know you listening to the Whiskey Sick Podcast. I know you are, motherfucker. Anyways, that's it, homies. Quadruple champs over here throwing a motherfucking fit, throwing shit all over the goddamn place. I'm fucking, I'm out of breath. My throat hurts. Um, this is episode 107, homies. I'm going to be coming back before UFC 251. We're going to do a pre-show for 251. Uh, we're going to keep this shit on and motherfucking popping. Uh, if you dig the podcast, rate the fucking podcast. Give it five stars. If you don't think it's five stars, then fuck your opinion, son. Fuck that opinion. And don't write it at all. Tell your homies to tell your homies, though. Please. Spread this shit. Um, go on go on Spotify. I'm over here begging for motherfucking plays. Not one of y'all motherfuckers has played my shit. I don't give a fuck if you think it's whack. Just put it on motherfucking repeat a couple times and put your shit on mute if that's what you gotta do. Ivanito. I'm looking at you, motherfucker. Put that shit on repeat for the day. Help your motherfucker out. Donate. Think of it as a, as a fucking Kickstarter. As a GoFundMe. I got Bet I Won't. I got, I got Legends of the Fallout. I got some new, new, new shit coming. 
We ain't stopping, homies. We ain't fucking stopping. Anyways, this is Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 107. And I'm out, motherfuckers. Uh-huh.